Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start. If you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Car Chat Podcast. I'm Sam Moores, and with us today, we have Eugenio Amos. Hello. Ciao. (laughs) Very happy to be here. Welcome. Um, can you tell the audience a little bit about just sort of short summary of who you are and what you do? Well, I think the reason I'm here, it's because like you, I, I've been collecting cars and loving cars since, uh, since ever. And we have something that uh, accommodates us, which is a colored uh, F40, right? <laughs> yeah. So you yes. paint yours in blue and I become famous with the, with the green one. <laughs> And uh, the other reason why I'm here, it's because I funded Automobili Amos in uh, 2017. And mm. um, what we do at Automobili Amos is resto modding Lancia Deltas from the 90s. Beside of that, I'm a, I'm a father of two. I'm 36 years old and I live in the northern part of Italy. And I'm an amateur race car driver. Yeah, I was having a look at um so okay, let's 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 wind back to sort of early-ish life. Have you um have you been a sort of car fanatic forever? Like is it a bit of a family thing and growing up and whatnot? Well, I have to say that I always been fascinated about cars. And uh, one of the reasons maybe it's because my family's company was producing tools like screwdrivers and stuff like okay. that. And uh, during the years of my father's management, they were sponsoring uh, many Formula One teams, including Ferrari and uh, some MotoGP too. And uh, oh, yeah, 
and maybe I, I, I've, I've grown up in that environment without, uh, let's say, in an indirect way. Yeah. So it was something that was there, but I, it, my father was passionate, but he wasn't crazy, and so was my grandfather. Yeah. Ah, oh, interesting. But I that remember that fun. one of the cars that my father owned was the car that made me fell in love with cars, uh, which is the... Giallo Ginestra, Lancia Delta Integrale. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's and that's stuck with you, obviously. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so you're growing up, you're sort of cars are around, you're going to events and whatnot. And then um you've done a bunch of racing and things like that, haven't you? Sort of throughout time. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of car events because I'm not a fan of chit chats. Mm. And but I, I love to confront myself into uh, real racing. Uh, this is the reason why I try not to go to cars and coffee because I I I I rather play with cars than talking about cars. Yeah, I totally get that. And um, I've been racing GT cars uh, till 2014. Um, in a continuous way from 2004, approximately 10 mm. years, with like decent results in the Blompan Endurance Series and in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Nice. And I, in 2014, I had my first son, so I decided to, to quit for a couple of years. Yeah. And in 2016, I was looking for new challenges and new experiences. I decided to try racing in the cross-country category. Okay. Uh, and that uh, championship led to the to the Dakar, which was my <laughs> ultimate goal. And I took part at the 2016, I think, and 2018 edition. And I was meant to be going to the 2022 edition. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, I got stuck at home with uh, with COVID. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> How was that transition from? What made you want to do it as well, from track to sort of more off-road? Well, first of all, I lost interest in the GT because it was my 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 idea was if you have if I have to leave uh, for a week and leaving my wife, the kids, and everything, it has to be in 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 an environment or in a way that it makes me feel like I'm traveling or yeah. exploring the world. While with the GT, with the GT or track track racing, I was basically racing three days in a row like a mice in a, in a trap, and uh, the human the, the human experience was not there. Yeah, and yeah, I my father raced in the in the Dakar back in the nineties with a truck, oh, and God. I always had this uh, this cool thing in my mind, and I said one day I will do it and. Yeah, that's how it all started. A truck? What? Okay, I see these trucks doing Dakar, mm. and I just look at them and go like, I don't understand why someone's doing this in a truck. They weigh like whatever, like six, ten tons or something. It's, it's like putting yourself into a mini Pima and starting shaking it <laughs> like like crazy. Yeah, um, well, they look heavy. They are. They are like five to 7,000 kilos, but they also have almost 1,500 horsepower yeah. and huge suspensions. So in the end, in certain, um, in certain uh, special stages, 
especially on, 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 the, on the flat ones with rocks and on the dunes, they're extremely agile. Okay. I saw them uh, many times and it's unbelievable how agile they are. Wow. Yeah. You see the pictures. I saw some pictures. Um, a friend of mine did the Dakar this year and there was some photos came out of like some of the buggies. Because I think mm-hmm. you've, you did it in a buggy, didn't you? With like a truck coming over a dune behind. Yeah. Just like, whoa. <laughs> That's crazy because we actually have this security, this safety system that when two cars or two vehicles are in within each other of, let's say, 150 or 200 meters, yeah. they start beeping. Okay. And usually in uh, in that situation, what you have to do is to slow down and check yeah. the area around yourself. <laughs> but the, 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 the truck drivers <laughs> are a little bit mad. Yeah. Especially <laughs> the Russian ones. Yeah, it looks it looks so kind of bonkers as like a motorsport. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So the and then so you started doing kind of these rally raid type events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. what was it like what and what is it like getting in were you in buggies the entire time or? well no i started in the ssv category side by side vehicles with the polaris because okay. yep. i thought that that was the the right approach with a yep. slow car that because there's a lot to learn which is not connected to the driving skills Right. You need to need to 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 find the peace with your co-driver in the navigation you need to read the terrain uh, you need to adapt yourself to the to the to the camping lifestyle. For example, okay. uh, you need to adapt yourself uh, the fact that you have to stay several hours in the car. There is plenty of things that are not uh, directly connected to the driving skills. Mm. Uh, then after that, the team proposed me the chance to drive a T1 car, which is like the top top class uh, with a two wheel uh, drive buggy. And we were quite successful at the 2018 Dakar till we, we broke the gearbox. Okay. We even finished a couple of times top five overall, which was a very good result for me as, as, a, as a privateer and an <laughs> amateur. Thanks. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> and um, yeah, then, then I went back to the side-by-side category because they're now extremely competitive, way more developed than 2017, 16, 18. Yeah. Uh, with a new brand, Canam, uh, mm. and uh, we raced the whole season, myself and Paolo, my co-driver, uh, in the World Championship. We fe- ended up second. Well done. And nice. we were there to to fight for the first uh, three positions in the in the Dakar. But unfortunately, as I said, no, yeah, <laughs> no chance. <laughs> and I was. Freaking out on the on the on the mobile phone every day, following the the stages, yeah. my friends and competitors, and it was tough. That's, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> I've um, it's not something I've really watched very much, but I've because uh, I, I knew someone that was doing it this year in a it's was it it's it's one of the buggies. I can't remember. It's like S S S V one S S V yeah. Um, and so I followed a little bit and saw like like the Audi this year. Um, like crazy thing. Yeah, really interesting seeing the how it fits in with the other cars or doesn't fit in, but because it, it sounds like a crazy project that one. It, it does. Well, um, to me, it's over engineering at its finest. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, 
the idea of having uh, petrol engines that fuels up the the electric motor mm. sounds a little bit weird, but according to what they state, uh, they had a reduction, a total reduction of forty percent of uh, fuel usage. Yeah. So they must be right. Yeah. And in terms of aesthetics, which is what interests him, which interests me the most, uh, that car was unbelievable, good looking. Yeah, was such so, a porn star. <laughs> I remember, like, because I know a few of the other teams are sort of complaining that it's faster and whatever, or just it doesn't seem that balanced. Um, and then you look at like the budget. I think Audi spent. They, they said it was like LMP one plus. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. If you if 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 you count the three four years they they want to to race the Dakar, three cars testing development uh, the uh, development of the of the the, the whole car because it's a, a brand new car mm. and they outsource to the, the q motorsport basically it's um sven quant it's the guy who runs the bmw cars okay. uh, sorry used to be bmw and now it's mini mm. yeah yeah crazy x rays so, it's the name of the team okay yeah yeah so you started doing these rally events mm-hmm. and then during this time, what point in time did your, has your sort of perception of or thoughts on road cars changed during all this period over time? Has your sort of thoughts on what you like in a road car changed because of that or not really? Well, I, I, as I told you before, I was never a big fan of driving road cars in the roads. Um, I now have a 992 Turbo S, which I love. Mm. Because it's uh, very easy to to handle car. Nobody really cares about you. It hasn't got a a strong image. And for the lifestyle I have, living in Varese in the small uh, in in a small village in the countryside, Mm. that makes the the whole difference. But again, as I always been racing, I I was never interested in road cards uh, more than sole objects and uh, more than than the aesthetics. Yeah. Then if it was a V12, better than a V6 diesel, let's say. Yeah. But in the end, what counts to me are the aesthetics. Again, what I, I lost a little bit of passion, I think, because of my job. And when you when you see cars every day, then you sometimes you you you, you don't like them yeah. anymore, in a yeah. way. Um, but I'm I'm not a big fan of the the recent. Uh, first of all, of the recent products. And second of all, of the recent hype. Okay, yeah. Okay, it's too it's too much. They're they're considered too much as uh, financial assets and and stuff like that. And so you 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 can't really appreciate the product itself anymore. Yeah. And and then with all these um, digital cars with uh, with lots of technology, I'm 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 not a big fan. Yeah. And I regret I, selling the the F40, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, at the moment, no, okay. not at all. Okay. Um, mainly, I think because for me, the I, I basically over the last couple of six months, a year, sold the F40. Um, it was just getting. I didn't like driving that value of car on the road. Um, and not having, if I lived, it depends where I lived as well. I live in a city, so okay. I'm not going to drive it in town, not really. Um, so, yeah, if, if I lived in the countryside and I had some nice roads, 
straight out of my house and I had a garage and all the stuff was in it, then I think I would, I would keep it, have probably possibly kept it longer. But driving the car of that value, how I sort of wanted to drive it and it made you want to drive, it just didn't, over time, I sort of... Don't you miss, for example, the idea of going into the garage, just opening the door, checking if she's okay? Well, so this is the problem because... Up until re- fairly recently, until a-, a year ago, I only had one garage space at home. Okay. And so at that, that, and whichever car was in that rotated, but the other ones were nowhere near. Um, so the F40 ended up living like an hour away. Okay. So I, I couldn't go and look at it. Like I could, okay. but it was, you know, it's quite a journey and whatnot. And then... I now have two garage spaces and a little bit of a drive, so I can have a bit more cars at home. Um, and I had the F40 at home for a month, and I drove it, like, once. 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 And it's, that car had, um, it was on straight pipes. And it just, it's just, I turned it on. Because I want, I like the idea of getting up early in the morning, going take some photos and go for a drive. And you just fire that car up at like six in the morning and <laughs> you can hear it like a mile away. <laughs> but um, it, it was a really cool thing. I really enjoyed it, but I didn't like driving a car of that value. Um, okay. Okay. Makes sense. And just that kind of like in your face, I think. Um, okay. So. Yeah, I that. know exactly what you mean. I can relate because. I don't live in a, it's quite the opposite yeah. because I don't live in a big city where you could see potentially, you know, parked in front of hotels or mm. fancy restaurants, like fancy cars in uh, in Knightsbridge or Chelsea yeah. and you wouldn't notice them. While where I live, they know exactly <laughs> where the car comes from and, uh, and I don't feel uh, comfortable. Yeah, I'm um, I'm currently looking to move. And not not too far, I'm not going to say where I am, mm. but like my main, the thing that's causing a main problem for finding a place is I want privacy of where the cars are. And like, if you can drive past the house and see there's Sam's car, I just don't, I, like, I don't want that. Um, and people do, if you've got something like an F40 or something, you know, that, that level of kind of crazy, people do follow you, not in like yeah. a weird way but because they just want to see the car but i'm taking it, pictures and bothering you exactly and taking pictures of like when i lived in more in more central london i had people come and then they take pictures of my car driving into the garage and you're like please like Leave. fine i understand you want to see it great but like please never post that picture like i i can't have people know where this car lives and then makes you know, sense two months later they post the picture and you're like oh Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. But yeah, no. So I think for me, it's more like I, for road cars, that's it. I do a bit more, I do a lot more track driving and stuff now. And, okay. Um, my road cars, it's more about, you know, having fun with some friends and, and being really comfortable taking the car wherever I want it to go. So Makes if, sense. I, if I want to drive to the Alps and mess around in the snow or something, I want to just be, be comfortable doing it with that car. Um, so that's sort of where I'm, I'm personally heading, but at what point in time did you start, decide the, you liked the Lancers, you liked the Delta Integrale and you're like, oh, you know what, let's, um, let's, let's do something with this. 
Well, again, I was um, in, in, let's say, in the circle of cars. As a collector, I used to go to auctions with, uh, with friends. Uh, I used to race, and, uh, but none of these activities were a real job. Yeah. I was working in, uh, in real estate and I was doing a completely different activity. And um, I decided to, to try to use my connections and my skills, let's call them, yeah. to, to develop something by myself. Mm. And um, it was myself and Carlo Borromeo, the designer at Borromeo de Silva, the, the design firm that designed the, the, car, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the resto mode. And at the beginning, we wanted to do it on a 308 because we thought that the um, intrinsical value of the car would have allowed us to sell the car easier than a Lancia that was, yeah. you know, back then the Sedici Valvole was 15,000. How can yeah. we sell a 15,000 euros <laughs> car for 300 plus? <laughs> yeah. And you know what I mean? No, like, like, like Singer, they have an added value, which is the, the fact that they, they, they tune Porsches yeah. and people are more likely and and used to 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 these kind of financial numbers, you know, yeah. like paying two, three, four hundred, five hundred for a Porsche. It's it's quite normal, while yeah. it's not very normal on the Lancia. <laughs> yeah. But you know, we said, hey, you know what? That's not the car we wanna we wanna we wanna do. It's not the car that made us fall in love with the with the, with cars, and it's not the car that represents our generation. Yeah, because it's still from that era. But it's not such an icon. The two two eight eight. It's an iconic car, the GTO, but not the three hundred eight. The three hundred eight yeah. was like the, the the little brother or the the little stupid brother of the two eight eight. Yeah, or the cousin, whatever you want to call it. And um, yeah, we started sketching the the car. Then we found ourselves a, a, a good supplier mm-hmm. who could help us uh, actually doing the engineering and. the um, and, uh, and 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 the production and that was Podium Advanced Technology. The owner Luca Cianchetti, uh, he's my same age, and we we our parents were mutual friends. So I said, okay, if we have to do it, we have to do it with someone who we trust and who we know, because we all know that in the automotive industry, it's not easy, you know, and it's easy to get. I wanted to use a bad word, but I think I, I, I'm not using it. Um, it's it's not easy to find reliable and honest people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we developed the first prototype. We showcased the car in, uh, in Basel in 2018, I think, or 19. Uh, no, 2018 at the Grand Basel, which was... Um, a car show organized by the same promoters of the art fair in Basel, mm. and it was their first and only and only show, and it was quite quite successful because we had lots of audience, lots of potential customers, and it was presented in a beautiful uh, in a beautiful frame. So we 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 are really grateful for for what they did for us. Yeah, I thought that was 
really cool when I saw that how you'd come out and yeah because you, we had one martini six and then the other regular the, the, the futurista so you could compare them uh, perfectly in a black yeah. frame with uh, with neon light it was really really nice yeah it looked it looked cool and like you said there, was, there wasn't really anything else around you're not at Geneva exactly to Chiron's and whatever exactly well I think when you have this is a theory that I developed with time that the less money you have, the more creative you have to be. Yeah. And uh, I think that having lots of money is nice, but also not having them and being creative is also very interesting and very nice because you you come with crazy ideas. Yeah. And uh, these crazy ideas have to be effective. You you cannot fuck with yeah. them. You know, you 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 better use your money properly and uh, and. Yeah. Have a have have a feedback and an output that that's that value what you what you invested in. How many of the Futurista did you make? Have you make? Have you sold them all? Well, know. we sold twenty of them. Yeah. Some of them more than once, uh, and we are currently produ- uh, producing car number eighteen. Okay. So uh, with uh, with producing one prototype, it's tough but doable. Achieving almost all the the whole production, it's I want I want to <laughs> shake my hands for making it happen. <laughs> what what have been some of the things along the way of doing the you know you've got your prototype versus producing twenty cars that you've mm. learned or have surprised? Yeah, the difference you. is I had beautiful black long hair, <laughs> and now they they turned into almost gray. <laughs> That's the the only difference. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and it, I, the car, you know, it went on. I think you got it on Top Gear quite yep. early, and loads of people drove it. And it's it, it's a cool looking thing. I, I, I don't thank you I've very much. It, I don't think I've seen it in person anywhere, um, but it looks good in in all of the stuff. Thanks. And then, and then you've sort of done a, a different version now. Can you tell me a little yeah, bit about that? Yeah, we're working on the... So the, the name of the first car was Futurista. This is a Futurista that merged with the world of Safari. So the name obviously was Safarista. Yeah. And uh, basically it's what that car should have been from day one according to my plans. But, you know, mm. I had to compromise and that car <laughs> had to be road legal uh, with the Safarista. Um, I want to put my experience on, on uh, that, that I achieved in the in the motorsports years. Basically, it's a very good looking Delta that it could also be very fast in uh, in you know ice conditions or uh, a rally special stage. And the whole thing is to build a community among the the, the owners and let them drive in special environments but in private events without them oh, nice. to have to confront themselves with uh, professional drivers <laughs> and stuff like that it's if if you if you know um corse clienti, ferrari corse clienti yeah. it's it's something like the corse clienti but in within uh, the automobiliamos family uh, in mm. rally rally environment basically not on circuits and not in fancy <laughs> hotels, but more into no fancy restaurants, something yeah, yeah. more connected to the to the adventure, the experience. Correct. Yeah. 
Sounds, and it all cool. came uh, much clearer during the COVID and during the lockdowns and the confinement. So I think that people now are looking for experiences. And uh, through the car, you can live many, many, many nice moments. Yeah, I think you're, that is absolutely spot on because the most fun I have with cars is road trips or generally actually it's a bunch of mates or a group of you know, some, a group of people and you're going somewhere interesting. You've got some kind of fun cars and the most fun I've had has been going to Sweden in the winter, you know, Correct. Norway and stuff and just drifting around everywhere. Um, that is, that is the most fun. Like, um, I agree. <laughs> but you, I do think about sometimes some friends of mine do, um, we do some really cheap 24 hour racing in the Citroen C1, the little yeah. Citroens. And I'm there at the track and it's like raining and it's three in the morning. And I'm like, why am I here? Like, this is not actually fun. <laughs> well, another, another race you should do, which is a uh, very low budget, but uh, very high levels of fun is the 25 hours of spa with, yeah. uh, with the Beatles. Yeah. 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 That's really, I hear that's good. I think, well, when, when I, my last 24 hours of spa, the official one with the GT3 mm. car was in 2000, I think, 14. Yeah. And we, I think we were 76 cars in one class. Mm. And so you had the, the way up going to the, the, the so the whole, the, the two lines in, uh, sorry, one goes like this and the other one like that in Spa yeah. were completely, the, the, the two grids were full. But with the with the uh, with the Beatles, I think we were 150 cars or 130 cars, and it was really really nice because you would do a very fast lap just by staying in behind the, yeah. the slipstream, and that's the secret. <laughs> and you have these guys that only races that race with the car that are maniacs, and yeah. it's really 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 funny with uh, with very little budget. Yeah, or, I did the with decent budget at least. Yeah, I did the um, the C1 version, the mm -hmm. Spa one. So there was uh, C1, mm. then there was like a modified C1, which okay. had sort of alloy rims and an exhaust. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the and then there was um, two CVs. Okay, and a oh, so actually there was four classes, and then there was a two CV prototype. Okay which were quite quick in a straight line. So they okay. were faster than everyone, but quite slow around corners. Okay. And then the C1 was in the middle. So they were kind of like GT. And then the two CVs, you know, two CVs, like, they couldn't keep up with the safety car. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Just like leaning, like already falling over around every corner. But that was 150 cars. Okay. And well, that you, was you, quite I, busy. Yeah. But because you have the different speeds as well, you're overtaking like 10 cars a lap or, you know, something like that if you're going reasonably quickly. So, yeah, it's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, so what sort of, what changes for, from the Futurista to the Safar, Safarista? Yeah, uh, Safarista. What sort of things did you change to make it more sort of extreme and off-roady? Well, compared to the road car, everything in the inside is stripped out. Uh, then mm -hmm. we have new suspensions, new engine, new geometry of the suspensions, uh, gearbox, uh, differentials. 
are from the R5 uh, or WRC2, okay. whatever you want to call it, uh, standards. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a sequential, manual sequential gearbox. Nice. Uh, um, then we have a hydraulic handbrake. And then we have some other cool factor uh, <laughs> features. Yeah. Like aluminum bumpers and, uh, and stuff, which are more, um, not technical, but more uh, um, aesthetically oriented. Let's put it mm. this way. I mean, it looks very cool. With the diffs. Um, I I'm not aware of. Is that like a, an active diff that is pulling power from one end to the other all the time, or is it more fixed? Uh, I'm not really sure about the R5, but you can uh, you can uh, you can play with it once you have them from the supplier. Mm. Uh, R5, you have to stay within their their um, parameters. Yeah. But what we will do is to is to play with it a little bit. Yeah. And does that mean, I guess you can have pretty tail happy versus Absolutely. fully front end? Absolutely. But don't forget they're completely mechanical. So you have to, to find a way in between front and rear to, to make it work. Yeah, yeah. No, it looks, I mean, I'm just looking at the photos. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely put them in the, in the video Thanks. Um, of, of it at the moment. It's a... It's a cool, cool looking thing. I've, I saw, I had a little look back through your Instagram and I feel mm. like you're a bit of a, bit of a 9-11 fan as well. Oh, during this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I've seen that you've done some of the, the classics. Have you done a, a classic safari? I've done one safari and I'm about to leave for the second one in, in a week. What? What's it like doing uh, that sort of race in a, you know, a modern prototype E-type buggy, whatever, versus doing it in an old 911 that's... Well, uh, don't forget that this old car actually drives like a modern car. It's not very, uh, it's not very different. And I have to say that I prefer the, the old car because it's very light and it's very, um, it's genuine. Mm. what do you think you will do it will happen unless you roll as you as you see <laughs> on the picture that that wasn't obviously planned <laughs> and after like nine days of stages and almost five thousand kilometers i had this brilliant idea to roll the car at 300 meters there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
um, of the end of the <laughs> last stage that was like a small stage, just a show stage for the for the spectators, and I rolled. Uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, I won some stages and I had lots of fun with uh, with my Kenyan uh, local friends. That was an, a, a, a very nice environment. The, the the team at Tatil is like a is like a family. I had Philip with me, mm-hmm. and who become a very very good friend. Um, then I met other crazy crazy people, and I'm really glad I've done that rally. And it will happen again next week. The driving those, there's something about it. I I love I I love 911s and Porsches and stuff like that. Um, and old ones and the idea of driving on a loose surface i took my i've got a backdated sc um, Mm -hmm. and took that that, i took that to sweden um and it was so much fun it was so much more fun than any of the modern heavy absolutely because they are pure genuine and you can really handle them Mm. it's yes and they drive well, I had a 275, which, again, I regret selling. It's one of the few cars I regret selling. But you can't even compare them, uh, how, if I may say, like the modernity of, yeah. the, of the, the skills. That car, you had to be careful, of course, also because of the, 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 the value. But it was undrivable. Mm. While if you take a, a Porsche of the same era, it, even my wife can drive it. Yeah, it's amazing the difference actually. Yeah. I drove a uh, a GTO Engineering 250 short wheelbase, so okay. kind of re- not recreation, but you know, exact copy. It's based um, on the 550, right? No, 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 no. Theirs is literally a recreation. It's literally an, a tool okay. room copy. Okay, um, you know, it's like they make all the. Oh parts. Yeah, yeah, sorry, GTO Engineering. I I, I confuse it with uh, Ray Malloc. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. RML, yeah. Um, and they are actually making a, a sort of more modern car, which is a bit like the RML one. Um, okay. But driving that down a country road very quickly, I was like, oh, okay, got to be a bit like be careful, careful yeah, how you exactly. do this. Whereas like a 911 from, like you say, from that era, like, yeah, okay. It works can't. perfectly. They just work. Um, it's, 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 it's kind of funny that. Um, you, okay, so... Which have you? Did you do the two liter cup as well? I've keep, I've done one race in the two liter cup in Monza. Was that fun? Oh yeah, big fun! And I even built a car to race in the in the in the whole championship. But then COVID came, and uh, <laughs> the that car was sold again and uh, become the the safari car. Yeah, it, I mean the the money, not the same car because yeah. two different chassis. Is it quite different building a safari car versus a like a two-liter cup car? Or is it? It's the base is similar. You you should ask Tatil. I will. <laughs> I just paid the invoices, <laughs> and it was exactly the same. <laughs> Have you got any lifted road cars? Because I know, like Philip loves his driving his well, on the road. No, I I well in the road sections, but never I never had one at home. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, you, okay, other, something I came across. You like watch? I'm guessing you like watches. Um, I, I do like watches. Yes. The is it Ressence? Ressence? Mm-hmm. Ressence? Um 
how did that you did a collaboration with them how did that come about and can you sort of explain what it is as well for the people that have yeah. no idea what I'm talking about so basically again i'm a fan of watches but like cars i i know very little of make well I know more about mechanics in cars than I know in watches, so I can't explain you exactly how it works, but yeah. I explain you the um, how the idea came. So a few years ago, I wanted to give back to to the Instagram people who supported us, mm. uh, like quality but inexpensive merchandise. So I opened uh, the, an e-commerce where we sell mm. uh, T-shirts and hats and hoodies, like basic stuff. Yeah. Um, to to let the people that can't afford uh, the the actual car to be part of uh, our family, yeah. and I implemented the e-commerce with other goodies, and one of them is this watch that we made with uh, Resons. So basically, I think that with the, I, I don't want to give um, a corporate answer because we are not a corporate <laughs> company, uh, but we really share the same values with them. So they 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 were producing these very particular watches, uh, privately owned company, uh, not necessarily in Switzerland, which is we 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 are doing this project in a country which is very well known for cars, but not the area where I came from, and 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 we had to do it with someone who was doing something uh, a little bit different. So the, the budget we, we both had didn't allow us to develop a full new model, but we adapted some new features to, to, the, to one of the iconic existing uh, watches. So basically what they have is this dome filled with, uh, with oil that it looks like the, um, the things that gives you the direction into the, into the boats. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, you know, north, south, boat, east, yeah. west. Yeah, compass. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're filled with uh, with oil, and uh, the resonance has the same uh, effect. It was quite successful because we sold like forty of them, the whole production in within a couple of days. Oh wow! And some of them, the they were bought by our customers, which made it even more interesting because, you know. That is cool. One thing is doing something nice and other thing is then having a feedback from the market. Yeah, that is crazy actually because it was a brand I'd come across um, and listeners, if you've not come across the brand, have a look. And I've never seen one in person. Um, they look very cool, but I think, it's, I think the display sort of, it's not a display, but the way because it's oil filled and stuff. Yeah. You really have to see in person to appreciate how it looks different. Absolutely. In uh, one um, thing it looks uh that it looks like digital. It looks like the the screen of an iPhone, but then it's everything mm. completely analog. There's no electricity in it. Mm. And as you said before, you've never seen a Futurista, right? No. And you've never seen a Renaissance watch either. No. So you think you see we have like many many aspects in uh we are successful but we are very niche yeah that's it's it's pretty mad that you you because these you know they're quite expensive watches they're um it's pretty cool that you and i think the so what features did you do can you explain the features so the, basically the on the as as the futurista has a turbo engine uh we 
we feature this bezel uh, that gives you the time to let the car heat up and then you can put it in race mode and then you can uh, it gives you the the the, the, the um, turning the bezel you can mm-hmm. uh, you can actually see the time passing to to cool the car down when you when you finish your ride uh then we had the the alcantara strap in the same color and in the same piping that the futurista has mm. and yeah that's pretty much what we've done we could have done it in green and it would have it, i think it was just a aesthetic feature but that's not what we wanted to do we wanted to do something special yeah and we also had this thing in uh, in silicon that um uh, because when you're driving, you have the hands like this and you can't see the watch. So yeah. basically, these plastic things turns uh, 90 degrees and you can easily see the watch while you're driving. But it's all about, you know, it's narrative rather than uh, engineering. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a cool, maybe also emotional story that you can relate to and, uh, and then you buy a watch but it has it has something to tell you, yeah. More than the think, time, I think it's it's it, it's a cool story, like you said. And unlike a lot of sort of kind of collaborations between you know a brand or and a car or something, it doesn't say anything really. I, I don't. Might, I'm guessing it probably says something on the back, but yeah, there's the front, a you know, AA logo on the back. But it doesn't have it like stamped on the front, you know. Exactly. The AA, you know, restaurant. But even the Futurista, if I'm sure my grandmother would recognize uh, that it's a Delta, but she couldn't say it's it's a Futurista, and this is what makes it, I think, special because you don't need to to throw it in the face to to be recognized, and this is this is very not me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it's so key with certain things and I, you're absolutely spot on with this sort of thing i i love that but if you're if you're a car nerd and you know what it is you know what it is exactly if if you don't it's just an integrale exactly looks a bit shiny or whatever exactly. you know looks like it's been built a bit better yep um and then the more you dig the more information i think that's in terms of cars and are you are you like that with your your personal sort of car collection do you like going deep uh well again i told you i i'm more an aesthetic guy than uh than uh than mechanic guy mm. and i like them as objects yeah and uh yeah i like i like different things i have an era which i really like which is obviously 80s and 90s or Mm. the rally icons but i i think one of the most beautiful cars ever built is the 275 gtb4 yeah or uh, the cars from that era but again there are two a car from the 80s and 90s you can you, you have it in the garage parked there for a year you decide to go for a road trip and Eventually, you could even uh, get to the end. Uh, while yeah. with uh, with sixties, fifties, and seventies, it's more complicated. Yeah, and that's 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 so important. I think for the sort of younger people as well. Like, if you're, I've got some friends that are into sort of pre-war cars mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and 
I think the more I get exposed to those, I will find them more and more interesting. And they'll be like, yeah, they work. And you're like, okay, they, they can work and they can get there, but you need to know a lot more about fixing things. Yeah, exactly. You need to be a mechanic. Well, for example, uh, sometimes uh, I, I get criticized by friends that I want AC, I want the radio, mm. I want the, the... No, AC and radios. And then, yeah. yeah, don't be a pussy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, 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 and in the end, I say, why should I suffer in the road when I go already suffering in, in my races? When I go on a road, minimum I need is AC yeah. and, 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 uh, and a radio. A hundred percent. Why should I put myself into suffering? Well, for example, we tried our best to 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 engage the the the, the deltas AC, but it was very very complicated because it has mm. a little space in the in the in the hood. Yeah. Uh, no, tr- no trunk hood. No, in the in the engine bay. Sorry. Yeah, and uh, it was quite complicated, and I, I, we, we've been trying very hardly, just because I know how difficult and how naughty is to to drive a road car without AC. Yeah, and uh, that's one of the things I, I like to have, and I don't care, AC <laughs> and and a radio. Exactly, like I just put it in um in my back day, I, we put AC in okay. this, this summer, um and. Yeah, it's it's AC. It's, it's so it's it's fine if you live somewhere that's not very hot, cool. Yeah, it's very hot. Then that's okay. Yeah. But um, and then a good sound system. I want like sound system of some sort. And if you go onto like, I, th- I think you'll probably. I don't know whether there's any Italian car forums that are the same. But if you've mentioned on a car forum that you're taking a car that's you know sounds good and you're putting a stereo in or you're upgrading the stereo, yeah. everyone's like. and i i don't know anyone i've not met anyone that has driven for you know 12 hours 14 hours even like six you know done a proper road trip over many 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 days that just likes listening to the sound of an exhaust no me neither you you have to be to to have some ocds or or yeah. mental problems i think <laughs> exactly it's like or you there's all these people behind their keyboards at the end of the road trip yeah um no it's it's mad and ultimately you can always turn a stereo off yeah but you if you don't have one you can't turn it on exactly <laughs> yeah it's same. Um, what do you think of this actually you said you weren't a massive fan of this sort of current crop of new things are there any of the particular new cars that you think oh that's quite interesting well i cannot say that i don't like the sp2 for example just to mention one it's 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 a damn good looking car uh with an amazing powertrain i had the 812 and it was an amazing Mm -hmm. car but i i can't understand the hype that okay i remember one day people would open the doors of the dealership and ask you to come in and offered you a coffee and eventually try to sell you a car. And now yeah. it's quite the opposite. You have to go and knock and ask for permission. <laughs> and I really think this is stupidity. And it's happening with with watches too. Yes. 
And, yes, uh, you get laughed at. This kind of, as I don't like to, and I don't want to sound like arrogant, but I'm, I don't like to to follow trends or to be to be a sheep. You know, I mm-hmm. I like to have my own ideas, and eventually, if I if I spend money, you have to be kind to me. It's not that I'm making yeah. you a favor because you're sending me a car. And uh, and exactly uh, the thing is reality is that I can't afford that game to play that game. And at the same time, I'm, uh, I'm very happy not to play that game. It's very easy. I think so. And I think times will change. And the, the people that are like that over long-term when this crazy market of everything selling for loads of money and, you know, everyone wanting to be on this list or that list, um, it's, Definitely a, a few manufacturers, not all of them, but they, they've made so many special cars in the last couple of years. Like Using the know, same like, platforms, and that's what makes it even more ridiculous because, okay, we all agree that the platform is absolutely bonkers, it's amazing, it's beautiful, blah, blah, blah. But then you cannot sell the base of the platform at price one and, and the, the one-off at price five or price six. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It is, and, and it's the same engine almost yeah in some, I don't, in when some, i say platform i include powertrain suspensions yeah. everything because they they can't even afford to 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 have separate platforms or uh, donor cars yeah one of the the car you mentioned the sp2 I, I think of in terms of doing something a bit different one thing they did nail is the looks it looks amazing and when you see it if you see one you know it, it's so cool. Whereas there's loads of others that just look rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like the speed tail. Oh yeah. That, that looks a lot better in person. than. Uh, I, at least in, I like I the, the concept. I, I like the idea. There's an idea behind which, okay, it's still produced by the marketing and PR guys and not by yeah. engineers, but still it has a place in the world. While, for example, the, the SP2 or the SP3, well, I, I, the success of my company is because I, I, I work with nostalgia a lot. Mm. But at least I'm, I'm taking a car, original car from 30 years ago and trying to give her a sense in this new world. While these yeah. guys, they only, they only steal names from iconic cars. They steal like iconic looks and they're not going in the future to me. No. They're just uh, exploiting these poor customers that are very happy to to pray to have their products, and uh, and I found it quite sad, to be honest. Yeah, it's like the SP3. It's it, it. We know we like they've made that car before, pretty much, and they're going to sell all of them. And I think it's probably going to be pretty awesome to try. Absolutely, but like you said, it's not moved. They've not done anything special i think no absolutely well, not well the, the future for them also in terms of investments it's not the sp3 or the sp2 because as i said it's a rebodied uh, a12 in the end yeah uh, at least with the sp2 um the, the future and where the money goes i think it's in the puro sangue in the suvs and in 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 these bloody yeah. cars that have nothing to do with the heritage of the brand. So that's why they're even more, more fake because you, 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 you sell the nostalgia, but what you're producing has nothing to do with the future also, you know, and, and it's yeah. quite, 
tricky and confusing. Basically, these cars, I, I read an article, so through, through the sales generated by the SP2 and SP3, and they say, yeah, the, the history of the brand and the 60s and our one in Le Mans, they're paying the battery cars. And it's something that I found a little bit uh, not very genuine. And I mentioned Ferrari, but I can mention many other brands that work uh, this way. I think the thing about Ferrari is at the moment it works for them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They see, they're making products that pe- there are customers for. Absolutely. And there's a long list of customers for. Whereas a lot of the other brands, they're making the products, but the customers aren't there. Or they were there for the first edition, but they're not there for special edition number three because they don't see the point. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting space. Um, right, well, I normally mm-hmm. wrap these up with five questions. I didn't actually tell you about okay. this, but there's five questions I ask everyone. Okay. Um, do you have a most memorable driving trip or journey? When I was a kid, uh, my father had an M5 sedan. That back then was only sedan silver and we used to go to to spain where we had a family house in costa brava so you had to go Mm -hmm. from northern italy to 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 france south of france crossing the whole uh, coast and you would uh, you would uh, cross 80 kilometers after the pyrenees and uh, Mm. it was like a 12 or 13 14 hours trip and my father only wanted to drive during the night, every single summer. <laughs> and uh, I have a very special memory of that. I, I really remember that it was the first few times I, I could stay awake the whole night, or at least I yeah. had the idea I was awake the whole night. <laughs> and I still have a sweet memory of uh, these trips. That sounds cool. I did a that sort of route-ish. I did a, a trip from... Where was I? I was in I was in Switzerland, Davos in mm-hmm. Switzerland, and um, I drove down to Monaco, maybe. Okay, and sort of through Italy, Monaco, and, France, or Monaco, France, Germany. France. Okay, down. Okay, okay. Um, so like a bit of Alps driving, and then you know some fun stuff through Italy, and then along the coast, and those like that, just such an amazing sort of vista of different oh, yeah. drives all in one go. Um, very so that, that, that I mean that sounds that sounds like a great one. Um, if you could only drive one car for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ah, and you're allowed a 500 euro car on the side, so you kind of get two, but one's 500 euros. I think for the current life situation that I have, uh, two f- uh, fifty short wheelbase would do. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Would you would you tweak it a little bit or keep it? No, maybe some setup. Okay, obviously an AC, yeah. a good radio, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, maybe brakes and uh, suspensions. Yeah, just make sure it and stops. And the, the the side cheek would be the probably you said five hundred. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe a Golf GTI three. Yeah. Something like Something that. Something like that, yeah. Sounds like a good combo. Good combo to me. Uh, what do you think is the most undervalued car at the moment? What should be worth more? The Futurista. Oh, hey. Because we don't have one on the second market yet. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. 
what are you um what's the most interesting car what are you googling looking up thinking about currently yeah nothing i'm a little bit uh i think i i healed from spending the nights on auto scout 24 before going to sleep (laughs) it's a couple of months that i'm not doing that so i don't know if it's a good sign or a bad one i think it's i think like i definitely when i'm recording a lot of these podcasts and i'm talking to a lot of people um about these sorts of things and what they're doing and whatever if if i do that for too long i suddenly get to the point where i'm like i don't care anymore yeah exactly like i couldn't care less um and then, then you need to. Well, kind I think of it's actually a good a sign because back then was a kind of obsession, you know, mm. and it wasn't very rational, and uh, it was like an ancestral side of uh, my personality. I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it's absolutely. And I, I've just had a, a baby at the moment, okay, and it's it's, it's thrown a real like spanner into everything, and, and you kind of go like, okay. I think when you've just got time to focus on like cars and your garage and you spend all the time just being like, well, can I change this into that or whatever? You just go down these like rabbit hole. Of yeah, just... exactly. Like AA and could then... also be automotive alcoholics. Like exactly. Say, Eugenio, 36 years old <laughs> and I'm not buying cars since two days. Yes. Nice to meet you. <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly I, i've got a whole week yeah no um it's i think it's it's great to when we've been locked at home you all you can do is the, well, i know you can always go for a little bit of a drive but when i'm in a city or something i need to just get in a car it could even be a rental car or anything in a fun place mm-hmm. makes sense i go for a drive and you're like ah oh, no this is what it's about it's not about the other stuff as much as that's nice and fun but it's about using these things and me i agree people. um right final question five car garage unlimited oh, value easy very easy <laughs> uh daily commuter rs2 oh okay uh in riviera blue I would say. Nice. Have you got one, driven one? I've driven one, but I don't own one. Mm. Uh, then for sure, again, the 250 short with bays. Yeah. Uh, then I would want to have um, a G500. Yeah. The new one. Yeah. Um, the, the 250 California. Oh, Short. Nice convertible. Short, yeah, yeah. And uh, an integrale. Nice. But the original and one have... and not the modified one. <laughs> what are on, on those? Are there things that like need tweaking to sort of, you know, keep them, other than making sure everything works? Are there like some fundamental tweaks that you'd make to sort of... I couldn't care less of my cars and I... I... Uh, sometimes I don't even wash them only if I go to the mountains because there's yeah. plenty of salt but I'm, yeah. I've never been uh, I'm OCD in details mm. and uh, especially in the ones we produce I try to also because I'm selling it to someone else who paid yeah. me money to to deliver mm-hmm. something good uh, but I'm, I'm very OCD with details but I'm not OCD at all in, in terms of maintenance yeah fair enough Fair enough. It's um, 
I find with like depending on how old the car is, I like you accept different levels of sort of ability. You know? Absolutely. If it's if it's I would say if it's almost maybe up to ten years old ish mm. ish that sort of amount, I kind of expect it to be like modern, perfect, perfect as good as whatever's the latest thing. I Once agree. it starts to get a bit older than that, you sort of accept it for what it is. And you don't compare it, personally anyway, I don't compare it to the new stuff anymore and go, it's old, it's different, and then you enjoy it for being old. Like my 911 has that, um, what is it, 901 gearbox? Mm -hmm. The one that's like a van? Yeah. You know? and That moves a lot. Yeah, yeah. When I first got it, I thought it was like a bit shit because it's so like loose and moved around. But having done, I don't know, 10,000 miles in that car or something. I now love the fact that it's like a slow process and you kind of have to get it right. And it's part of driving the old car. Like it's part of the experience. Yeah, I have an an issue with that because I'm usually when I move with the car, it's because I need to go somewhere and I need to be there as soon as possible and in time. So I don't like these cars that you have to go 121. That's why in the end I prefer for moving in roads... And I like them not as objects, cars that are fast, like fast, yeah. fast, fast estates or, you know, I drive an RS6 now. Yeah. And it's super fast and you can, uh, okay, I shouldn't say that, but you, you can even type some messages on, uh, on uh, while you're <laughs> driving and you can do phone calls and you have Spotify. Yeah. Uh, so it makes the whole trip more uh, relaxed. relaxed. Relaxing. Yeah. As I I'm do 100% like that. Almost 35 to 40,000 kilometers per year because of my job. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. And family as well. Yeah. No, I I'm I'm very similar. I had um I had a a Lusso, GTC4 Lusso mm-hmm. recently. Um beautiful car. And I was on a road trip with my wife and started it up one morning and the a warning came on that the suspension lift had like broken and it was take it to the dealer and you turn it off, turn it on and all that sort of stuff. And so that was one thing. And then... But that's a Ferrari. It, this, it should be... That's it, how it's, it's meant to be. <laughs> that's I know, what's yes, meant I know. to happening, be happening. And honestly, for me, and I think it's partly why I like Porsche so much, but and also my like Audis that I've had over the years and things like that is like, if I if it's if I'm on a road trip, it's got to start and it's got to not mess around with stupid glitchy stuff. Exactly. If, if something's broken, it's broken. But Ferraris sometimes seem to have these weird electrical things that are like, like the seat tries to squash you every time you get in it. Well, there's something. something interesting. I the 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 last Ferrari I bought was a five nine nine manual, and you have Ooh. the the radio display here on the yeah. and then you have the the cockpit display, and yeah. they were. I don't know. It's the same system, same everything, two different times. <laughs> <laughs> and I recorded that on on one of my stories back then when I collected the car. That, that is made amazing. me laugh so much. <laughs> Brilliant. That sums it up. That sums up the Ferrari. And and for me, that was I was using that car quite a lot at the time. And it, when it started playing up weird electrical stuff, I was like, nah. And you know the it's sentence, up. even a broken clock is right yes. twice a day, but with that, with that, that issue one. in the car, you <laughs> would never know. So it was even more complicated. 
It's uh, it was hedging its bets. Yeah, it was exactly. like it's either this or this. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for coming Thanks, on the Sam. podcast. Thank you very it was much. Great. I had fun. Great to chat. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.